0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Monday, November 20th, 2023. It is not just any Monday. You know the drill by now. We've already done it seven times this season. It is a victory! victory! The Dolphins taking down the Raiders 20-13. to It was a somewhat strange game. I didn't go to the game. I flew in from medellin yesterday morning landed at miami international airport around 10:30 a.m i said you know what i got a long week coming up i think a lot of us have long weeks coming up some of you are going to be with family you're going to be eating a lot we're going to be watching a lot of football i'm going to be playing a lot of poker as well and i'll get into that momentarily but i just decided i'm going to watch the game from home so i drive home from the airport i get home i turn on the game i got the red zone on as well and i'm watching this dolphins game and some of you may have been there watching the game and it was somewhat weird it wasn't it wasn't what was expected i think we all expected okay the raiders are playing better uh, but the dolphins should win this game handily and it was more of a struggle than i thought we would see and then i think a lot of you probably felt uh, the same way. So I'll be getting into the Dolphins. It's a win, but it wasn't, it wasn't a win where they covered, let's put it that way, in case you were using the uh, Hard Rock Bet app. I may know someone or three or four uh, that was using the app and didn't fare well with the Dolphins game uh, yesterday. I'll definitely be getting into the win in just a little bit. We all know it's Thanksgiving week. We're just a few days away from one of the great American holidays where we get to stuff our face with turkey, mashed potatoes, the gravy, the stuffing, uh, some of you add green beans, whatever uh, the side it is uh, that you add to your Thanksgiving meal, hopefully none of that red, nasty cranberry stuff, Oof. some of you do sweet potatoes, I guess that's fine, but I know what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be doing a lot of football, watching a lot of football, probably take a nap or two, uh, hang out with family as well. Thanksgiving is everything that uh, you could really ask for. It's a great holiday. Plus, it's on a Thursday. So that gives all of us a long weekend. How many of you are going to take Thursday off and then actually work on Friday? Probably not many of you. And if your boss is telling you to come in on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, it's not going to be a, a productive day. Now, here on the airwaves this week, I'm with you right now. I think that's pretty obvious. Uh, I'll be with you tomorrow, which is Tuesday, and then also Wednesday. I'm going to be doing the shows from where I am right now, and that is Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, right outside the ballroom area, because the Rock and Roll Poker Open is is going on right now, and they've still got a little bit more than a week left. I'm going to be playing in some of these tournaments. I'm going to play in one uh, later today with a $200,000 guaranteed prize pool. They've got a main event coming up, which begins on Friday, that has a $3 million guaranteed prize pool, all part of the World Poker Tour, which is in town right now at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. So I will be with you on the airwaves from here, outside the ballroom at the Hard Rock, today, tomorrow, and Wednesday, I'm taking Thanksgiving off. Hopefully that's an excused absence. And I'm not going to come in here on Friday and give you give you a show that's like 50% because I'm so stuffed. I would never do that. Now, if you think I say that because I'm going to come in here and give you a 100% show, that's not the case. I am not going to give you a show on Friday. I am going to be one of many people, just like I hope a lot of you, that will also take Friday off as well. So I'm with you today, tomorrow, Wednesday. I will not be with you on Thanksgiving Day or the day after. But then hopefully we'll be able to talk about another Dolphins victory next Monday. We'll be watching that game this coming Friday against the Jets. So it's an unusual week for A lot of us. I mean, we're used to it year after year, but it's only one week out of the entire calendar. It's a very unusual week for the Miami Dolphins because they just play yesterday. And it's not like they're playing a Thursday game, which happens during the season. They're playing a Friday game. It is the Black Friday game. It is going to be in Jersey against the Jets. It'll be the first meeting between the Dolphins and Jets this season. So the Dolphins will be flying to the New York area. That'll be on Thanksgiving late in the day. And then they have to take on the explosive, dynamic New York Jets. Said nobody. The Jets are beyond hideous. Jet! But it's still a conference road game. The Dolphins still need to handle their business and keep ahead in the AFC East. Now, for the record, in the background, because I'm here outside the uh, ballroom area at the Hard Rock where the World Poker Tour is in town and the Rock and Roll Poker Open is going on, you may hear chips from the room, although the room is behind me, so maybe not a whole lot of poker chips, but you might hear money being counted. And, and I want to be very clear about that. That money that's being counted is going to be all mine when I take first place. Later on in the day, they'll eventually get to the other money being counted, which will go for second place all the way until maybe 200th or 300th place. But I, I wanted to make sure that this um, broadcast table was right near where all the money is being counted so I can keep an eye on what I'm going to collect Later on in the week, something that's not being collected, Miami Hurricanes football wins. I could have just kept this entire hour all positive. I could have just not brought up the University of Miami football team. I could have just brought up their basketball team when talking about the Canes. But the football team, I was in Medellin this weekend. Like I said, I flew in yesterday morning. So I was watching that game in Medellin on Saturday afternoon. I don't know why I was wasting my time watching that game, but it probably had something to do with having a sports talk show and at least needing to do one segment on the Canes football team. I'm definitely not going to do two this hour because they're just not worth it. So they have their final home game of the season. They lose. They lose. And now they're sitting at six and five, which in the end means what? Like, does it mean anything at all? I'd rather just spend my time this hour talking about something that does mean a lot. And that would be the Miami Dolphins' record, where they are sitting at seven and three. And when you take a look at their schedule, and I've been over this for weeks now looking at this schedule. And I know the, I don't want to say it's a narrative because it's just the truth. It's not really a narrative. The Dolphins have not beaten a team with a good record. What's defined as good? I'd say above 500. They're yet to do that. It's not a narrative, though. It's just something that's factual. Now, when you look at the Dolphins' schedule, their next four games, they should be able to win them all. The only one that makes me say, hmm, maybe they can't get it done, or not that they can't, it's that they won't, that is at the Commanders. That seems like it might be a difficult game. But at the Jets, home against the Jets, home against the Titans, those should all be Ws. At Washington, let's see about that. The Dolphins should be favored in that game. They should win that game. The only reason I bring that game up is a possible loss as some type of machine goes by me. Hopefully, that machine won't be the commanders going over the Dolphins when they face them in D.C. The only reason it, it, it raises my eyebrow a little bit, and this is just my own personal opinion. I mean, that's what I'm here for, to give you my opinions, not anybody else's. Sam Howell's not that bad of a quarterback. In fact, if you look at uh, some of the stats, he's pretty good. So it's a road game. It's not a conference game. That's the only one... I don't want to say that worries me, but it's the only one I see in the Dolphins' next four which they could lose. And even if they did, they'd be 10-4 and four after 14 games. Most likely, they're going to be 11-3. and three. They should be 11-3 and three going into those last three difficult ones. So anybody nationally, and I don't watch the national shows. I don't listen to the national shows. The only reason I know about what some shows are saying is because they're retweeted into my X timeline, formerly Twitter. So I see them come through on social media or some Instagram posts. And that conversation, it's not going to end Until the Dolphins face the Cowboys, that'll be on Christmas Eve. Because then it's the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Buffalo Bills. That's how the Dolphins end their season. Until then, does it matter what other people are saying? Does it matter that the Dolphins beat the Raiders and then hopefully they'll beat the Jets and they'll beat the Jets again, and they'll beat the Commanders, and they'll beat the Titans, and we're not talking about teams with a good record. No, it doesn't matter. It's not like the Dolphins have an option here. It's not not like they're saying, oh, well, we don't want to play this good team now. We'll play a bad team. It's just their schedule. And really good football teams beat the teams they're supposed to beat at minimum. Sure, if you're a really good football team, you want to beat everybody and you want to beat the really good teams, but at minimum, you beat the teams that you're supposed to. You don't necessarily have to cover the spread. You just beat the team you're supposed to, and the Dolphins are seven of seven in doing that this season. They weren't favored against the Chiefs, not that they can't win a game that they're an underdog in. But the Chiefs were favored, and the Chiefs beat them. When they went to Buffalo, the Bills were favored, and the Bills beat them. When they went to Philly, Sunday night football, everybody was excited. The Eagles were favored, and the Eagles beat them. The Dolphins will be favored in their next four games. And the Dolphins should win all four of those. After that, what's going to happen when the Cowboys come to town? And we're talking about more than a month from now. It's November 20th right now. They're not playing that game at Hard Rock Stadium until December 24th. If the Dolphins do roll off their next four games with W's, who's going to be favored in that game? I, I would think the Dolphins will be favored. But we shall see. And if you're using the Hard Rock Bet app, Here's one piece of advice, regardless of what app you use or wherever you wager, whether it's in the United States of America, offshore, wherever it is. Here's my piece of advice. When you're betting on sports, you should always bet on what the team is trying to do. For instance, and I know the money lines are high, but... The Dolphins are trying to win the football game. Yesterday, it's not like they have a goal of, all right, we're going to go out here and we need to win this football game by 13. And then five minutes before the game, okay, now we need to win it by 14. They're just trying to win that football game. It's the same thing when you're wagering on the NBA, baseball, hockey. Some people use the run line, the puck line. You're trying to have the team win by a goal and a half or a run and a half. In the NBA, you want the Heat to win by six. The Heat aren't trying to win by six. The Panthers aren't trying to win by two. Sure, they're trying to, they're trying to win by as much as they can because they want to blow the other team out. But at the end, the goal is to win the game. So I just feel like if you're going to be successful, you need to bet on what that team is trying to do. And then the other part is the the gamble. I mean, it's a gamble in itself, but then you're really gambling because you need this team to do something that they're not really trying to do or it's not their goal. Okay, that that's my wagering advice for today. Do I have advice for the Miami Dolphins? Just keep doing what you're doing. I have a lot to say, though, about this Miami Dolphins team But I can't until this hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. So I'm outside the uh, ballroom here at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood where they've got all the poker tables on the other side of the wall. And as I'm sitting here doing the show, uh, people are passing by to go inside to play poker, which is great, and a lot of people are stopping me during breaks before the show started. I'm sure after the hour is up, everybody wants to talk about the Miami Dolphins, and the last few people that have gone by me have talked about the Miami Dolphins defense and how this defense is now looking good. The reason the Dolphins defense is looking good now is Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, he's a difference maker, It's a very rare Dolphins Monday where we start with them, of course, but we don't start with Tua, and we don't start the conversation with Tyreek. In fact, I don't even start the conversation this hour with the Dolphins offense. Yesterday's game, it was a bit of a struggle, and Jalen Ramsey – That dude was the difference. Without Jalen Ramsey, the Dolphins may lose that game. Jalen had two interceptions. The first one, he just attacked the football. He made a great play right in the middle of the field. The Raiders, they weren't deep in Dolphins' territory, but they were on the move. And they were on the move no longer because of Jalen Ramsey. He put a stop to it. And then in the end, the game saver, that was spectacular. The way Jalen Ramsey was able to track the ball, lay out, take the punishment of having the wind knocked out of him, and then he goes full Rod Tidwell in Jerry Maguire Uh, when he gets up, he's better, he's celebrating, and you know what? That's exactly how he should have been. All Dolphins fans should have been celebrating. The Raiders at that point were less than 40 yards from tying that football game up. The game was in doubt, but big-time players, they make big-time plays in big-time situations, and that is exactly what Jalen Ramsey did. This Miami Dolphins defense got so much better when Jalen Ramsey came back. It's the Jalen Ramsey effect. The second he got hurt, because right away, he, he told the team after he got hurt, he said, I'm going to be back sooner than the doctors are telling you. When he got hurt in the offseason, the second that happened, I remember coming on here, and, and I guess I can go back and replay it, but I'm not going to do that. I remember coming on here, and a lot of you were saying the same thing, too. Jalen Ramsey being out is a significant loss for this Dolphins defense. The reason it's a significant loss is because the Dolphins recognized in the offseason how bad they needed somebody just like Jalen Ramsey, if not Ramsey himself, and that's why they went out and acquired him. So from the moment he went out in the offseason until he just came back a few weeks ago, We knew this Miami Dolphins defense was not going to be what it should be, what it could be, what it's supposed to be. So Jalen gets hurt. We're all like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen here? But he comes out and he tells everyone, I'm going to be fighting. I'm going to be attacking the heck out of this rehab. You watch me. I'm going to be coming back. And the initial reports a couple days after he said that were there is a possibility that if Jalen attacks his rehab so well, he may be back in December. Well, here it is. Jalen's been back for almost all of November, you could say. And Jalen Ramsey just played in a game yesterday on November 19th where he was no doubt The difference maker. He won the Miami Dolphins that football game. Not Tua, not Tyreek, not Raheem Mostert, not Jalen Phillips, not Xavier Howard. It was Jalen Ramsey. What we have seen from him on that field, it just keeps getting better and better and better. He has gotten better quicker than anybody anticipated. It's, it's just it's unreal, and it shows you because now you look at this Dolphins defense as a whole compared to what we were watching the first seven or eight games of the season, and you're like, wait a minute. This Miami Dolphins defense can actually be really good. Jalen Ramsey changes everything. It's not just the plays that he's making, and trust me, he's making huge plays as we saw Yesterday afternoon. But it's also having him back what it does to the other guys and how it shuffles everything around to where it's supposed to be. Because Jalen's on the field, Xavier Howard is no longer the number one corner. He doesn't have to be. They can put Jalen Ramsey on the other team's best player instead of X. And now You're allowing X to take on different challenges. It also puts Cater Kohu in his natural spot. So everything is affected, not just because Jalen Ramsey is making plays. It's that everyone is in the spot they should be, and they're excelling where they should be. And this is exactly where in the offseason, the Dolphins said they should be. This is what they should be doing. You take a look at the second half yesterday. The Dolphins at the half, they were up one. 14-13. Second half, that was it. The Raiders got nothing more. A second half shutout by the Miami Dolphins defense. Now, the Raiders quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, he's not anything to write home about. He's not great, but the Raiders do have weapons. The Raiders aren't complete garbage. They were 5-5 five and five going into that game yesterday. So the Dolphins' D, it's not like, okay, they had a second-half shutout against a bunch of nobodies. The game was on the line late. Jalen Ramsey did a fantastic job. And the Miami Dolphins overall against that Raiders team yesterday afternoon, they they played hard. The Raiders played hard. The Dolphins played hard. We don't do participation trophies around here, but it's not like the Dolphins were taking on – a team that's a complete pushover. Max Crosby on the Raiders, that dude is a problem, a major problem, and the Dolphins had to scheme up. They had to get the ball out of Tua's hands and keep Max Crosby off of the franchise quarterback. That is not an easy challenge, but the Miami Dolphins were able to do it. Now that I talked a lot about the Dolphins' defense, I do want to get to their offense, even though yesterday it wasn't what we're used to seeing. But I will talk about Tua Tyreek and the rest of the Dolphins' offense in just a moment. Now, it'll be a little more than just a moment before I get into the ballroom here at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, where I'm doing the show from today, and take part in the Rock and Roll Poker Open, which is happening right now. I'm doing the show outside the ballroom, but on the other side of the wall where I am, there are so many poker tables. The World Poker Tour is in town. The main event for the Rock and Roll Poker Open part of the World Poker Tour has a $3 million guarantee in the prize pool, and that starts this Friday. The action, there is so much of it right now here at the Hard Rock. For all of the events, for the entire schedule to see... When you may want to come out, all different types of buy-ins, visit SeminoleHardRockPokerOpen.com. Again, the site is Open.com. I'm going to be playing in a tournament later on today with a $200,000 guarantee in the prize pool. But they got that $3 million main event, which begins on Friday, all part of the World Poker Tour Going on right now, it is the Rock and Roll Poker Open happening here at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. It feels so odd, starting off the hour, spending so much time, like 20 minutes or so, discussing the Miami Dolphins defense. Because for a couple of years now, all we've talked about is the Miami Dolphins offense, and the defense is just like, it's been there. But this game yesterday, it was all about the Miami Dolphins defense. The offense, they were making mistakes. Now, Tyreek Hill, he was great yesterday because Tyreek's always great. Ten catches, a touchdown, more than 100 yards. Those things feel like a given with Tyreek Hill. And they shouldn't be, but because he's so good, they are a given. But Tyreek was not the story of the Dolphins' offense yesterday. The story of the game was the Dolphins' D. And if you want to find a story about the Dolphins' offense, the story was they were making mistakes. Three turnovers. Tua fumbles a ball. You had the rookie tight end fumble a ball. And then Tua threw a bad interception that Mike McDaniel said was miscommunication. But the Dolphins gave the ball away three times. And if you give the ball away three times against a better opponent, let's say they do it in one of the last three games of the season against Dallas, Baltimore, or Buffalo. Let's say they do that in a playoff game. That's going to spell doom for your team. It's not going to be good. The reason the Dolphins were able to still get that W yesterday, giving up the ball three times, A, the Raiders aren't some great football team. They're not a pushover, but they're not a great football team. But B, the Dolphins' defense has actually stepped up. Otherwise, forget about it. Now, that defense might be able to step up the rest of the season and come playoff time we may see from them what we saw yesterday and maybe even something better because now they're going to get into a rhythm and it's not just the players it's also the defensive coordinator Vic Fangio but the offense they got to sharpen up maybe it was coming off of a bye week you were a little rusty a lot of people, I know a lot of you right now in the audience, you're thinking the same thing I am too. Third and short, fourth and short, Mike McDaniel's getting a little too cute with the play calling. Mike McDaniel's a great head coach in his second year, fantastic. But he, he has shown many times on the short yardage situations where they really got to pick up that first down, they have not been able to get the job done. Remember, there was that fourth and one near the end zone where they came up short, and they missed a field goal as well, Jason Sanders. He's not dependable from far. I was very curious as to why they kicked a field goal later in the game that was from 50. It didn't make any sense to me whatsoever, but he gave Sanders a shot, and this time he buried it. And yeah, I am bringing up Jason Sanders' name because if the Dolphins are going to be a playoff caliber team and make a deep run, okay, we're talking about a team that most likely is going to host a playoff game. We're talking about a team that a lot of us see as a legit Super Bowl contender, When you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl. If you are going to contend, if you are going to make a deep run, you cannot have a glaring issue, which would be an issue at the kicking position, where it could cost you in a gigantic game. You're talking about a high-level game. High-level games, the margin for error is so small you have to have a kicker that you can rely on. Mike McDaniel going back to Jason Sanders and letting him hit from far after missing the first one from far. In the end, it was a smart decision because now he's not letting that linger on his mind. When the call was made, though, I'm thinking to myself, what is he doing here? But that does show you Mike McDaniel still has the confidence in him. Do you, as a Dolphins fan, have confidence in him in a big game, in a home playoff game? Let's say the Dolphins really need a 49, 52, or 55-yard field goal. Do you have confidence in Jason Sanders? Are you going to be watching that snap, thinking to yourself, oh, yeah, he's he's got this? No, there's no way you're going to, unless you're just full of positivity, and you're, you're just going to be positive about everything. Let's be real, Jason Sanders right now, he's a liability. And in a big-time game, it could come down to something like a Jason Sanders kick, and then what? Now, there's still games here in the regular season for the Dolphins to figure this out. Is there somebody that you could just get off the street that's going to be better than Jason Sanders right now? You know, it's easy to just throw a kicker away, like, okay, see you later. They gave him a big contract. But who are you going to get right now where they will be so reliable from 50 plus? If there's somebody out there that's so reliable from 50 plus right now, they wouldn't be available. They're on a team. So it's it's very easy to see the Dolphins. They got to get rid of Sanders. They need a new kicker, but who would they bring in? Where you would say, okay, yeah, I, th- this guy, he's got this fifty-two yarder. He's got this fifty-five yarder. No problem whatsoever. I don't think, I don't think there's somebody out there that that you could say that. Maybe you could uh, snag uh, Borgalis from the University of Miami. Can he come out a little early? I mean, the Canes right now, they're six and five. The Dolphins, they could, they could use him. But, yeah, that can't happen just yet. Something that can happen, you picking up your phone, you going on the Internet and getting a hold of Trajan wealth, you may have some life goals. You may have some life objectives. It could be financially. Maybe you want to retire early. Things that are on your mind, but you just don't know where to start. Start by contacting Trajan Wealth. I've been telling you about Trajan Wealth for months now. They're located locally in Palm Beach, and they are there to help you. Trajan Wealth will design a plan that's based around your goals, which is so important. Whatever your goal in life is financially, maybe you want to try to retire early. Let Trajan Wealth get you on the right track. Don't wait any longer visit TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com or give them a call at 561-390-1000. It will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. As I hear the money being counted in the background here at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, I am doing the show from outside the ballroom where the World Poker Tour is in town, the Rock and Roll Poker Open happening right now, and the main event, that begins Friday with a $3 million guarantee in the prize pool. I guarantee that there were Dolphins fans watching that game yesterday, either at home or in person or at a sports bar somewhere. Just waiting to see Devon Achan back on that field. And you did. But unfortunately, maybe you've seen that GIF image on social media. It's um, Homer Simpson as a grandpa. He walks into the bar, takes off his hat, takes off his coat, and then immediately reverses course. He grabs his hat and coat and walks right back out of the tavern. Grandpa Simpson, that was Devon A. and that was so sad to see. Supposedly, though, it's nothing major. It was nice to see Devon A. back, but if you blinked, he was gone because he was injured. Mike McDaniel said someone fell on the same knee he had a problem with, and Devon tried to talk his way back into the game He wanted to get back in. He said he was all right to get back in. But the Dolphins, they shut him down. They wanted to be cautious. We talk about Jalen Ramsey coming back and what that has done for the Dolphins' defense. Devon Achan coming back. He came back for just a couple of plays. But when he is right, when he does come back and he doesn't go out injured, this offense goes from... Really good, because they're already really good. They go from really good to otherworldly. You're talking about a huge speedster, a perfect complement to Raheem Mostert. So when you have A-Chan in there, you've got Mostert, you've got Tyreek, you've got Jalen Waddell. You have four legit track stars on one offense. So whether the Dolphins decide to run or pass, whichever direction they go, you're going to have someone who is world-class with the football in their hand. And that's going to create matchup problems everywhere on that field for the D. The positive outlook from yesterday's game, you're not going to take it from the offensive side of the ball. We know that they were not at their best. They made a lot of mistakes But the defense, they balled out. And in the second half, that defense locked it down. The defense is the reason the Dolphins were able to stay undefeated at home this season and leave Hard Rock with another W. And, you know, every now and then, you get some balance in that locker room. It had been just the Dolphins' offense being the contributing factor to getting them victories. Yesterday, it was the defensive side of the ball. So when a team – when you have a team relying just on one group, it's only going to be the offense or it's only going to be the defense, locker rooms can divide. Not saying that there's yelling and screaming going on and they don't like each other, but you have some division in that locker room. Like, hey, the offensive guys, we we know we're the reason why we're getting wins. And then the, de- the defensive side, they're in that locker room like, okay, uh, yeah. I mean, what, what can we really say? Thank you again. Now you have the defense winning that game for Miami yesterday. They get to look over on the other side of the locker room at the offensive players. They, hey, okay, we're, we're all good here. The objective, the, the goal for all the players is, hey, whatever it takes, we got to get a W. This is all about team. It's not about offense. It's not about defense. But let's be real if the D was terrible every single week and every game the offense had to bail them out, like every single game, it gets old. It gets frustrating. Like, come on, you know, help us out. Yesterday was clearly a case of the D said, okay, give us a little to work with, and we got this, and the Dolphins did. It must be so nice for Vic Fangio to see in front of him that he's finally got his guys. Jalen Ramsey looking so good since he's been back. Jalen Phillips is looking like himself. He was sacking the quarterback. He also had an interception. Christian Wilkins was disruptive. Andrew Van Ginkle was around the football. You have Bradley Chubb on the scene. He's been playing a lot better. We know Jalen Ramsey was the star. But for Vic Fangio... Now he gets to use what he thought he'd be able to when they were putting this all together in the offseason. And now because he's able to use that, now we get to see what he can do with this defense. I saw one third-down blitz where he sent Jerome Baker right up the middle. The way Fangio was putting Ramsey on Adams and – just there were there were many things that I saw in that football game yesterday where I say finally now here it is yesterday was November 19th these guys are healthy Vic Fangio was settled in he's in his groove he's going to get into his bag and he's really going to show everyone what this dolphins defense is capable of now there are pessimists out there with pessimistic views of yesterday's game saying, hey, the Raiders aren't very good, they're a West Coast team coming east, 1 p.m. game, the Dolphins' offense was so eh, and they let the Raiders hang around until the very end. Look, even good football teams, even really good football teams, they're not going to blow everybody out. As long as you're winning the games you're supposed to win, that's what matters. The Dolphins yesterday, was there some rust coming off of the bye week? perhaps you had guys making mistakes and over the course of a season guys are going to have games where they play better and then other games where they're just not the same so when that happens as a team you need to learn to find ways other ways that you're not used to to win a football game even when things are down and the Miami Dolphins were able to do that yesterday the only concern offensively that I have is that in the first six or seven weeks of the season, the Dolphins offense looked like something from outer space. Meaning nobody saw all of these motions before the use of this speed defenses were like, what is going on here? Now, I don't know if defenses are being tricked as much. Like did the Raiders yesterday look confused? I just didn't see the type of crazy confusion that we saw earlier on in the season. So the videos are going around, and I'm not talking about TikTok videos, but the videos that all these players are watching in meetings, the coaches are watching, and maybe the Dolphins offense isn't going to be able to get away with a lot of the things that they were earlier in the year. Now, I know tonight a lot of you are going to be watching that exciting football game if you want to be even more excited watching it, head on over to Dean's Gold, The Ultimate Gentleman's Club, where you'll be surrounded by gorgeous girls, girls, girls girl. And you could head to Dean's Gold right when that game starts tonight. You can have your own halftime show. The entertainment will never stop. Dean's Gold is The Ultimate Gentleman's Club for a reason. That's because the beautiful ladies that you'll be surrounded by, they come from all over the world. So many different countries are represented at Dean's Gold. You will have yourself an incredible night or even early morning. That's because Dean's Gold, the Ultimate Gentleman's Club, is open every single day except for Thanksgiving from 8 p.m. all the way until 6 a.m. Dean's Gold, the Ultimate gentlemen's Club, is located... On the northeast corner of Northeast 163rd Street in Biscayne Boulevard, that's in North Miami Beach. Surround yourself with beautiful women who come from all over the world. There's only one place in South Florida you could do that. It is the ultimate gentlemen's club, Dean's Gold. I'm glad I've spent a lot of time this hour talking about the Dolphins and not the Miami Hurricanes football team. The Canes are 6 and 5. I don't care if they were close. I don't care if Mario had taken a knee that they would have started 5 and 0 and they'd be 7 and 4 right now. None of that matters. You are what your record is and the Canes are 6 and 5. They've lost two straight. They've lost 5 out of their last 7 and those two wins both came in overtime. 6 and 5 should not be the Miami standard. The Miami Hurricanes did not pay Mario Cristobal $80 million to lose five games a year. I can assure you of that. It's year two for Mario. Year three is going to be better, isn't it? Or is it going to be six and five or seven and four, just the same old? Thank gosh we've got the Miami Dolphins. All right, that's all the time I got for this Monday afternoon. We will do it again tomorrow. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.